Jamie Harrington is 39. He's a lab tech at an industrial materials company and lives in Lebanon, Oregon, with his wife Stevie and their daughter Lily. She's four. What is Lily into? Gosh, everything. Uh, (laughs) Everything that I'm doing, essentially. Um, She's kind of my little shadow that follows me around. Uh, I get to teach her. She's always asking questions. She actually makes up her own songs right now, and it's amazing. Like, she'll be sitting there, and all of a sudden she'll start singing, and she gets the rhythm and and, the—oh, Gosh, just about anything she's doing. (laughs) She'll just sing about what she's doing, and it's just neat because no one ever taught her to do that. You'll get home and you'll be like, Daddy was on a podcast. Exactly. And she she had so many questions. What's an interview, Dada? Ever since the Harringtons became parents, they've benefited from something called the child tax credit, an extra bit of money that showed up as part of their tax refund every year. And last year... Democrats in Congress expanded that benefit. Since July, many American families, including the Harringtons, have been getting more money than they did before, and they've been getting it monthly in the form of checks or direct deposits. The Harringtons have been getting 300 bucks a month. And what have you done with the money? Like, do you remember what your first check went to? I believe it went to buying a few things for a camping trip that we were going on with my parents. We actually were able to afford to buy, you know, some extra, you know, things for for Lily, like water socks and, and, you know, and floaties and uh, a a new swimming suit and stuff like that. Jamie bought new strings for his guitar, new recording software. He's a musician. The family ordered takeout. They saved. But Jamie says a lot of the money went to stuff for Lily. Board games, clothes, a bike— it's really difficult because of COVID and whatnot. She hasn't gotten to spend much time with other children. Not getting to go to the library and do, you know, readings and stuff like that, or, you know, going to the zoo, going to the small amusement park that we have here in Oregon. She's, I just feel like she's missing out on a lot of things in her childhood, so I'm trying to make up for it by, you know, purchasing other things that she can experience. Jamie says there was a benefit beyond just getting all the new stuff. He says the extra cash helped ease the stress of living paycheck to paycheck. It was definitely like this feeling of uh, maybe I I don't have to be anxious. I I don't have to think about finances as much as I usually do. It was just kind of that that clarity and it it was a feeling of joy. This Friday, parents like Jamie would have gotten their seventh payment under the expanded credit. But this week, those checks won't be coming. That's because the future of the credit hinged on a political gamble the Democrats made early last year. A gamble that seems to have failed. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Thursday, January 13th. Coming up on the show, the Democrats' child tax credit experiment and what the end of these checks means for one family. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com.
before there was the expanded child tax credit, there was just the child tax credit. And our colleague Richard Rubin says it goes way back. So the child tax credit was actually part of the 1997 compromise between Republicans who controlled Congress and President Clinton. It was a way for Democrats and Republicans to have some common ground around tax cuts for families, right? Republicans talked a lot about families back then. Democrats also talked a lot about families. They all liked the idea of giving tax cuts. And so this was a way to provide an additional benefit to families. And then it grew. Over the years, it grew from $400 to $1,000 and then to $2,000. The credit itself has been very popular among lawmakers in both parties because it's money for families and families are voters. Those families weren't getting the credit as a steady stream of income. It showed up once a year in their annual tax refund. And families like Jamie's are used to relying on those big once-a-year refunds. What is it like when you get your tax refund check? It's kind of like uh, Christmas for me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> not, not really. You know, because usually at that point is when we can kind of go and buy and purchase the things that we've been putting off. Like a new bedspread or something like that, or, you know, getting some additional dental work done, or being able to splurge and buy something nice for my daughter or for the family, uh, things like that. It, it's always, you know, a great feeling, and I, I'm one of those people that tries to get their taxes filed as soon as humanly possible. Ever since Lily was born, Jamie says money's been tight. His wife, Stevie, stays home to take care of Lily, which means the family is fully supported by Jamie's income, about $60,000 a year. And did you have savings to help support you? No. Um, we were able to put away a little bit of money you know, between $500 and $1,000 at any given time. But like leading into the COVID, I had nothing in savings at that point. How did it feel to be living that close to the edge? Anxious. Anxiety. It was the first time in my life where not only am I having to watch out for myself financially, but I have two other people that are really relying on me to survive. And so the anxiety and just the weight of the world on my shoulders was crushing. Around the country, a lot of families have been feeling that weight that Jamie described. And when the 2020 campaign season came along, Democrats were courting their votes. One idea that gained traction among Democrats was expanding the child tax credit. We need to be a country that goes amongst developed nations from one to the last that's helping and empowering parents uh, to being up at the first. I can think of nothing more at war with who we are as Americans than allowing our kids to languish in poverty. The child tax credit is the most effective way to address childhood poverty in our country. And so I'm a strong supporter and happy to... In Congress and on the campaign trail, Democrats talked about giving families more money but also about extending the full tax credit to the poorest families, something the original tax credit didn't do. Then, when Joe Biden won the White House and Democrats captured Congress, they moved to make the expanded tax credit a reality. Here's Rich. Lawmakers are looking for ways to respond to the pandemic, right? They're, they're looking for ways to respond to the stresses that people are feeling and the stresses that families are feeling. They're seeing what happened with the stimulus payments, where the IRS spigot was turned in the other direction, right? And the IRS was able to move relatively quickly and pump out a bunch of money. And so they're able to sort of take that and say, well, look, if we did that for all people, like, we can do that for kids. 
And they did. In March 2021, the expanded child tax credit passed. It was part of the American Rescue Plan, a nearly $2 trillion COVID relief bill that was Biden's first big legislative win. And so there were a couple, like three really big changes that they made to the tax credit in 2021. One is this monthly idea that direct deposits for most people, paper checks for some, would come every month on the 15th of the month. Two is that the credit would be larger. Instead of 2000 a year per child, it would be 3000 a year and 3600 for kids under six. And the third thing is it would be fully available to the very poorest families. Um, you can almost think of it like universal basic income for kids is what they did. What did the expansion supporters say it would do? What was the promise? The promise is it would reduce child poverty. Experts have told us this will cut child poverty in America in half. This tax That was the big pitch. Like, this is going to put a big dent in child poverty and help low-income families. And if it was for combating child poverty, why did almost everyone get it? That's a longstanding issue in federal politics, that programs sell better to the public the more universal they are. People can see that they still get the benefit and they see it as something that everyone gets as opposed to something that those people get. And that's a powerful thing in terms of selling it. Did any Republicans support the expansion? No, but. So the expansion was part of this American Rescue Plan and they were opposed to that whole idea and we're never going to vote for that. Republicans weren't going to vote for the American Rescue Plan, even those who supported expanding the child tax credit. They also had some specific critiques about the way Democrats had designed the expansion. One objection was that it doled out money with no strings attached. You're just handing money to families, and right there's nothing that says that the parent can't buy, you know, Anything, think of all the parade of horribles you can imagine of things that parents could spend the money on that... Soda. Soda, alcohol, whatever, right? There's no limit. And they also are critical of the lack of link to work. Um, The idea that um, you can get the full benefit even if you're not working at all. Um, And that that, at least in some cases, might serve as a disincentive for people to find and keep jobs. After the American Rescue Plan passed, it took a few months for the checks to go out. The first payments hit mailboxes and bank accounts last July. And for Jamie, that extra 300 bucks came as a big relief. Because it was like, yes, we can actually, you know, not have to sit there and check my bank account every single day, uh, you know, making sure that we're not going to overdraft. And going and thinking like, hey, you know, when my, my daughter's birthday comes up in August, I can actually get her a few more things for her birthday and kind of just live the life that we want to live without having to worry about finances. You know, it's still being very frugal in a sense, but also having a little bit of breathing room. And it was amazing. Amazing, but also temporary. After the break, why this week's checks aren't coming. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match 
with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. Looking to invest? Start your journey by exploring exchange-traded funds with GlobalX ETFs. Exchange-traded funds, or ETFs for short, create baskets of stocks, bonds, and other assets that you can buy in a single trade. GlobalX specializes in ETFs that track emerging trends, like the rise of artificial intelligence, as well as strategies aimed to generate income potential. Visit GlobalXETFs.com to discover how you can get started. When Democrats passed the child tax credit expansion, it was only for 2021. In practice, that meant six months of checks. But Democrats were confident they'd be able to extend the program even longer. The gamble was that the payments would start in the summer and the people would get used to it and like it and that Congress would come back along and extend it, that it would prove so beneficial and popular that you couldn't imagine getting rid of it. And they said that as much at the time. They're like, yes, we know this is for one year, but like, we think this is going to prove to be really popular. So we're confident that we'll be able to get it continued. And what do we know about what this expansion did? Did it end up helping people? Yeah, so there's, as you can imagine, different estimates of things by different researchers. The Democrats point to the some research from Columbia University that shows about a 30% decrease in child poverty. There's some census data that shows that child hunger dropped after the checks started coming, that kids had more to eat. And, you know, there's some evidence that people spent the money on savings, on household essentials, on kind of what you would expect families to spend the money on. So there's evidence out there that this meaningfully improved the financial lives of the families who received it. So why can't Democrats seem to extend it? Uh, So his name is Joe Manchin. He's from West Virginia. I can't get there. You're done. This is, this is a no. This is a no. Near the end of last year, House Democrats passed a bill known as Build Back Better. The almost $2 trillion bill included social spending programs, climate funding, and money to extend the child tax credit expansion through 2022. But last month, West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin announced he wasn't on board with the bill, effectively blocking its chances of passing in its current form. What's Manchin's criticism of the child tax credit expansion? He has two problems. He doesn't like the idea of this being only extended for one year when when everyone really wants to make it permanent. He finds that gimmicky. That's disingenuine to tell someone's getting a child tax credit, it goes away in one year. He's basically of the mind that if you're going to do it, do it, and then find a way to permanently pay for it. But he also doesn't want the bill to be too big, which is why they set it for one year in the first place. He's also raised concerns about the credit itself. He echoes the Republican concerns about the lack of link to work. I've been basically very clear on that. I think there should be a work requirement, and that means you file... And he also, I think, is doesn't like how high up the income scale it goes. Do you believe people making two and $400,000 would still get the child tax credit the same as someone making 50, 60, or 70 that really needs it? You know, he hasn't sort of set a specific number, but I think he would is fine with making that with bringing down some of those numbers so the credit is more targeted at lower and middle-income families. 
Without Manchin's vote, the future of Build Back Better and the child tax credit expansion is in limbo, which means for now, the monthly checks won't be coming. If this tax credit expansion isn't renewed, what would that mean for you? So for me, it just means cutting back even more. You know, telling my daughter, we can't afford to get you this small thing, you know, here and there. And, you know, it really worries me, you know, come next year when she starts school, like buying school supplies, the backpacks, all the clothes and all that stuff. It's going to make things more difficult and we're going to have to cut any kind of extra discretionary spending that we have. I'm really worried um, financially and the state of the country and everything. It's kind of a huge burden right now on my mind. And are you thinking about having another child? Honestly, we we were for a long time, but <laughs> I don't want to get emotional here, but <laughs> we, we can't afford it. Like, like, flat out, we cannot afford another child. How do you feel about that? It, it hurts. <laughs> you know, so, so I, I'm actually a namesake, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually John J. Harrington III. And, you know, I always thought, you know, if I had a little boy, he'd be John J. Harrington IV. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> Try not to be emotional, but that's not happening. And I'm also getting too old, and it sucks. It really does. Jamie, I'm sorry to touch a nerve there, but it feels very Oh, no, present no worries. And I, I get it. I, I'm a very emotional person, too, so I... You, and just you don't seem old. You don't, do not seem old. <laughs> no, I, I might not look at them. I'm closing. The, I'll be turning 40 later this year, so... Yeah. For now, the Harringtons have some financial cushion. Jamie says their situation has actually improved through the pandemic. They were able to refinance their mortgage. They got a loan, plus the stimulus checks. Right now, they've got about $17,000 saved. But Jamie says he can already see the savings slipping away. He needs to replace his car. It's got over 200,000 miles on it. And he's on the hook to help a neighbor replace a fence. Once that's depleted, that mental burden is definitely going to be coming back. And it's not exciting by any means. Um, I don't like living paycheck to paycheck. I don't like having to sit there and, you know, juggle funds around constantly just to make sure that I can make ends meet. And the thought of having to go back to that and regularly worry about money is not a good feeling at all. It, it, it's kind of like that big lump in your stomach that um, the, the, the bad times might be coming soon. That's all for today, Thursday, January 13th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode by Rachel Louise Ensign. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.